Welcome to Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. This is part two of a four-part series explaining what we mean by some of the most popular skills concepts. In this episode, we differentiate the two main types of skills, hard skills and soft skills. Let's take a look at hard skills first, and then we'll go to soft skills. Hard skills, also referred to as technical, functional, or academic skills, refer to what you do. They are the techniques and methods for performing a task. They typically are defined by your program of study, professional role, or interests you pursue. They're the non-transferable skills required for what you do for work. In a way, these are the teachable, quantifiable abilities you need to do the job, and they're typically reflected in your qualifications, certifications, or work experience. These skills allow you to carry out the specific tasks of your role, such as being able to manage a project, design a car, prepare lesson plans, play an instrument, generate financial statements, or take care of the sick. Hard skills increase your value within your specific profession or industry or business, but do not typically transfer to other fields or careers. So, for instance, a nurse. As a nurse, you need hard skills such as administering medication and treatment programs, performing diagnostic tests, and making sense of the results. If you then decide to start your own healthy foods business or restaurant, those hard skills are not transferable to the new business. However, a range of soft skills that you developed in your career as a nurse, so like bedside skills, which would help you to relate effectively with patients in nursing, will be transferable to provide customer service skills to, for instance, patrons in your restaurant. So let's take a look now at soft skills. Soft skills are referred to by a long list of names. It may be emotional intelligence, transferable skills, people skills, human skills, general skills, social skills, essential skills, core skills, employability skills, career readiness skills, skills for success, and the list goes on. As you can already see, there isn't even agreement on what we should call these skills. In fact, there is argument that they should not be called soft skills at all, although soft skills are sort of the most popularized term referring to this set of skills. That's not the argument we're going to have today. 
In general, these skills, though, relate to how you do what you do, how you conduct yourself, and how you work with others. Academics such as Katz and Tulumacus define soft skills as the know-how and know-that, which we apply to our technical, functional, and academic tasks. This category of skills includes skills you know like critical thinking, conflict resolution, adaptability, problem solving, time management, goal setting, communication, cultural competence, collaboration. There is a huge list of these skills. As we mentioned in an earlier episode, LinkedIn identifies over 50,000 skills that we could choose from. Most industries, however, identify a specific set of soft skills that support the hard skills in that particular field and are required for you to succeed in your role. These soft skills, though, in general, are harder to define. They're harder to measure, and sometimes they're even harder to learn. Yet, they increase your value not only in your profession, but across a wide range of roles, both in your personal and professional life. Because of these transferable skills, the nature, the way that we can use them anywhere we go, they're definitely worth investing in. And now in these uncertain times, even more so. One more thing about soft skills. They help you to better understand who you are, how you show up in different situations, and the impact that you have on the situation as well as others around you and even in your own personal lives. So as I attempt to clarify what we mean when we're talking about soft skills, I want to just say that I acknowledge that soft skills do not exist in a vacuum. They are impacted by and impact the culture, the mindsets, the attitudes, and the behaviors that they are part of. The context impacts what soft skills are relevant, how they are understood, how they're evaluated, and not all things appear the same across all contexts. So it's very important that as we're thinking about soft skills, that we understand the need to contextualize what we mean when we say soft skills in what context. So as you listen to this, I want you to think about what of this is relevant for the particular context that you must deal with. So that's one thing I wanted to flag up. The other thing I want to flag up is that although I'm here introducing this in a binary way, hard skills and soft skills, some of the hard skills have elements of soft skills interwoven into them. For example, careers in teaching, in caring, in project management, these require a wide range of soft skills. And the development of hard skills in general, in many cases, have at least a baseline development of soft skills requirement. And so the reality, though, is that historically, We intentionally develop our hard skills through courses, internships, practicums, and other means of practice and learning. We don't, however, typically do the same for our soft skills. Yet the soft skills imperative is not new. It's at least a century old. In 1918, research conducted by Harvard University, the Carnegie Foundation, and Stanford Research Center concluded that over 80% of job success comes from having well-developed 
human skills. And this is coming out of the work of man. A century later, in 2019, the Society for Human Resource Management and a long list of other organizations highlight a global skills shortage. This skills shortage includes soft skills like critical thinking, like communication, and dealing with ambiguity. As you can see, these are crucial skills no matter what your line of work. And in the current climate, skills like these, dealing with ambiguity, critical thinking, communication, they are essential for what we do and how we do what we do. So for over a century, academics and businesses alike have been pointing to the importance of soft skills. Yet a century later, most of us still don't know how many skills we have, the level of soft skill competence we need, and even how to measure what we definitely have. This, of course, leaves room for murky definitions and assessments. And the risk here is that we go around not realizing how competent we are, and that's plus, or thinking we're more competent than we are, which is problematic, or wanting to develop our soft skills but not knowing what steps to take. What the research and employer feedback clearly suggests is that there's a need to enhance our soft skills. And we know from our discussion of what a skill is in episode eight that there is no destination that we arrive at when we're talking about the development of soft skills. It is a journey and we all have to keep developing our skills. If we revisit our earlier definition of soft skills offered by Katzen Tulomakos, the know how and the know that. This definition clearly depicts the intricate and interconnected relationship between hard skills and soft skills. The know-how is the competence to do your work, building out your capacity. The know-that is the confidence with which we do our work, and this is critical to our performance. And so that means soft skills improves both our competence and confidence in the way we perform our work. That is probably why Phillips and colleagues argue that soft skills create the foundation for agile organizations, for developing innovative companies, for creating the best places to work, and for building the most admired companies. And that is also why, at Upskill Community, we are committed to ongoing soft skills development. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks, brought to you by McGraw-Hill. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review at Apple Podcast. Or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results. Please go to upskillcommunity.com to review show notes and learn how you can join a community of leaders from across the globe collaborating to lead in a more meaningful and impactful way. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Upskill Talks.